we interrupt this podcast for a special military announcement. The swarm have arrived and continue their advance across the Apollo region. Brave individuals from all walks of life have joined the SDF to bolster the ranks and push back against the endless onslaught of swarm forces. The foolhardy fifth has pulled back to replenish their numbers and rest from the battle at Stone Sea. More than ever, it is time for all citizens of Suscalon to step up and contribute to the ongoing war effort. But sir, I'm no soldier. I'm just a man who listens to a podcast. Even you can help in the effort to defeat the terrible swarm. Really? Gee, that's great. But how can I possibly help? You can assist by participating in... Cosmic Crits Season 3 Create an NPC Challenge. To win a war, people and beings of all types are required, and we need your help filling Suscalon with all types of unique NPCs. Your NPC can be in the Suscalon Defense Force, or be one of the thousands of civilians trying to stay safe or help in the war effort. Or maybe your NPC is a swarm defector, a traitor who believes the swarm should be joined rather than fought against. Your creativity is your only limitation. Wow, I can't wait to help and create an NPC. Is there any place I can go and learn more? Why, of course. Head over to CosmicCrit.com and check out all the rules and guidelines. Get ready to join in the greatest war effort against the swarm in known history. Only with your help can we send these pronkers packing. Now, back to the excitement. It is episode 109 of Cosmic Crit. Hi, Hi robots. robots. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. This episode has to start sometime. We left it off somewhere. What better podcast than Crit? What better time than now? All Aslanti can't stop them now. And that's right. It's time to turn off the lights for some guerrilla podcasting as we rage against the Aslanti machine. I am the Nina, the Penta, the Santa-like GM on the show, and you can call me Patrick. Joining me in having destructive thoughts about burning the whole corrupt system to the ground are my five friends and your players. To my right, his drone is killing in the name of science, and now it does what he commands it to. It's Tyler playing Nikithi and Droneitis. This is Rage Against the Machine. <clears throat> oh my goodness, Tyler got it right off the bat. <laughs> oh, I just said most of the words in the instead of Give him a Tyler snack. To his right, uh, she's going to rally around her demon family with a pocket full of magic shells. It's Rebecca rocking Talara. Hello. Across the digital table, he'll badger a witness with intimidation and make them testify because it's a bear <laughs> right outside in the hallway. It smiles with the wind. <laughs> I'm calm like a bomb. And to his right, he's uh, calm like a bomb that's tucked neatly away in his fanny pack. It's Jabert bringing bum fuzzle. Hello, hello. And to my left, his KO punch will have you sleep now in his fiery attacks. It's Drew running with Cass. Tom Morello was on an episode of Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> I read about that just this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big Star what? Trek fan. Yeah. He is yeah. a big Star Trek fan. Yeah, I love it. it I love the wind. He stuck out like a sore thumb to me when I saw him because I'm like, Tom Morello? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I love it when there are like not Star Trek actors, but like big 
actors that are fans of the show and then they come on to the show and it's like oh what are they doing here the, the most jarring i think is uh jason alexander but he's great in his episode <laughs> uh, the king of jordan uh was in an episode as well uh i mean he's a big star trek fan yeah will goldberg you know was started um, off as yeah. a fan and and just wanted to do like she's like i'll sweep up in the background of a shot if i can be on the show and became <laughs> one of the best trick characters of all time yeah uh, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, thank you, Drew, for derailing us completely from Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> I knew I, that one. I knew that one because of Guitar Hero. Oh, boy, Tyler. <laughs> Don't ignore that. Tyler. Krista, Krista always says that Tyler looks like Captain America, and now you are t- Captain America. Like, I understood <laughs> that reference. You're writing in his notebook, Google Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> Why are these young folks so angry about the establishment? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get back into it. I had I had a whole thing I was going to talk about at the beginning of the show here about how it's fall, and uh, I love the leaves turning, but uh, I think I think our Star Trek discussion has uh, filled up enough time. Um, right. Uh, we have to have you get back into the action, and before we do that, uh, as always, we're going to remind our friends first here what happened last time on Cosmic Crit. The gang busts Mergle Burr out of a jail cell, and she thinks she's got that sweet, sweet down low on how to get this here rune drive a-working. We hacked into the computer to find that the scientists' research about the rune drive are scattered across the facility, but the Sardas' personal data pad is in the hands of Oliviana while he's away. The Sardat certainly has a high opinion of himself, one that may not be shared with the rest of his Lanty nobility. So, Murderer requests we retrieve not only the Sardat's personal data pad, but some test data from three different labs, Ben Travel, Field Stability, and Power Dynamics. The crew forges ahead and comes across the Rune Drive at last. Both before they can celebrate, they must take on the Technomancer Oliviana, as well as several relatively useless scientists. <laughs> well, uh, to my defense, they are sleep deprived and weakened. I mean, I'm not talking smack against you. I also <laughs> rolled really poorly, Miles. Thanks for pointing that out. I well, rolled. and and I have to point out that they are useless in combat, maybe, but they are not useless <laughs> as people. Or we as don't we scientists. don't know that. Yet. We don't know that they probably <laughs> were useless as people too. They got <laughs> captured by the Islanti. <laughs> They're <laughs> captured by you guys too. Are I think they yeah. are as the, so. double captured. Uh, where we left off, though, you did indeed kill Oliviana, knocked her off the the catwalk, and yeah, and then KO'd or blinded the the rest of these scientists. And you can disarm them as they're unconscious. This one that is up um, kind of disarms himself, hands over his weapons to you, and uh, yeah, they each have a small tactical baton and a static arc pistol. The the one that you blinded, Kaz, is, uh, you know, kind of shaking as he, like, comes over and, and surrenders his weapons and introduces himself as Heron Jolks. And he goes almost, you know, uh, pale as a sheet as he gets his vision back, is rubbing his eyes, and sees the Asharan mechanic uh, over here walking up to him and says, Nikithi, is that you? Well, what are you doing here? This is indeed a lower grade technical scientist that uh, you might have worked with for some time during your stay here on Arelos, Tyler. Was again? Heron Jolks. Heron. Ah, 
Heron, right? Yes. Uh, I, uh, I'm, well, I do not see the point in being deceptive here. I have come back to destroy much of the test data here and take the room drive away. Oh, please don't kill me. Oh, no, I know. You, you, we do not seek to kill any of the scientists who have worked with the Aslanti, except for uh, Oliviana. She had to go. But. Yeah, okay. Uh, you see that he has uh, huge bags under his eyes and kind of looks a little sickly. Um, he has like a we, dribble, we have, maybe. <clears throat> we have a ally looking over the sleeping quarters. Uh, I believe upstairs. If you all need to rest there, it is a safe place. Yeah, he looks like he's ready to drop drop unconscious with with the rest of the scientists. He's like, I I can try and, and rouse these guys and, and get them out of harm's way. Um, but if there's anything I can do to help you all out, uh, I don't want to be on this rock any longer. You could help us with some information. We are headed to the three other labs. The one. The ones looking at uh, Ben travel, field stability, and power dynamics. Do you know what we should expect there? I've I've not been to the um, the Ben travel. They they don't have human scientists working over there. Um, but the the other two, uh, it's a lot of Aslanti uh, human scientists and and uh, and people like me that have been trying to unlock the the Rune Drive's mysteries. I see. Well, thank you. Make your way up. Make your way up top. There is a android named Sanadrone, and he is working with us. Mm-hmm. We are going. We will happily take you guys aboard our ship when we leave. But we may have to leave in a hurry. So make sure you are ready when we signal for the time to come. Oh, okay. We'll we'll do. Uh, over comms, you uh, get a message from Mergerber. Uh, who says, uh, Heron's no threat. Uh, he is a human, but not as Lanty. They, they took him off a, a scientific research vessel in the vast years ago. He also is really good looking, and I think I've got a chance with him after this all blows over. Uh, Henry, what do you think of Mergleblur? We rescued her recently. Oh, she's nice. I guess. Nikithi says <laughs> out loud into his comms, ah, Mergobler, he thinks you are nice. I think you do have a chance. I'm going to have his heart. He won't know what hit him. <laughs> uh, Nikithi's matchmaker now. <clears throat> Guys, underneath the catwalk, you see Oliviana's body splayed out. Um, on her, she's got some weapons and, and some, some stuff here, uh, including a frostbite class... Uh, zero pistol. There's a couple of batteries. I mentioned she had a carbon staff and is wearing a set of elite station wear uh, light armor. In addition to that, she did not um, have time to activate this, but uh, around her head is a purple Aeon stone. And yeah, that uh, gives you the ability basically to make it like a purple forced uh, force field. And digging around in her pockets, you find a what looks like a security key card, a Mark II healing serum, and, oh, of course, a very high-tech Aslanti data pad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ah. That must be the personal data pad. Uh, did you say a Frostbite class zero pistol? Yes. Yes. Level five, if memory serves. Mm-hmm. 
Right. I, I will take that Aeon Stone or roll for it if anybody else would like to roll for it. Yeah, this is this is where force fields kind of become useful. This is a, I believe, a like five extra hit points, and um, they have uh, regen two, so you get two of those back every round. So even if you take some damage, it it'll, it'll kind of come back. Uh, anybody else want it? No, I think no. that's you, Drew, if you want it. Sweet. Yep. Uh, anybody want to hold on to the healing serum, the Mark II healing serum? Uh, yeah, Nikithi will, because if anybody can waste a standard action stabbing somebody in the butt, it'll be him. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, so you guys can gather around downstairs and divide these goodies amongst yourself. Do you want to take a look at the rune drive? It's supposedly in this giant scientific containment vessel in the, the middle of this room. Oh, yeah. You're heading inside. Um, inside it... Can I fit? Uh, I mean, you can poke your head in at the very least. <laughs> I mean, it's like 15 foot across in there, so you can, like, squeeze inside. But inside, you do see what looks like a huge, faintly glowing cube. Three foot to each side, and there's various carvings of what looks like ancient-style circuitry stylized into these grooves along its edges. Uh, you see in, in these grooves a number of wires and ports uh, that that are plugged into it and kind of like running to the rest of the 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 shielding like this room that you're in. There's no display panel or buttons or anything on the rune drive that you can see. It just looks like a like a giant ancient cube. <laughs> uh, and as you as you guys are, are all walking up to it, though, Sedona comes in and takes a look at it and immediately falls backwards into Wynne's arms, convulsing her body, going both rigid and violently shaking every few seconds at the same time. Uh, her eyes go white, as you have seen her do a couple times as she's having these flashbacks and memories are flooding back to her. And this time, she repeats uh, another word over and over again. This time, she says, Talara, Talara, Talara. Uh. When. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the rune drive is actually Talara. <laughs> when you're there with her a moment later as she shares with you what feels like a psychic vision that just kind of like overtakes the room, the lighting in this chamber and the, the greater chamber outside of the scientific containment thing disappears. Your teammates disappear and you are in, in the same room, but it seems different now. And you see at the top of the catwalk overlooking the rune drive. Sedona is is handcuffed to the railing, and from where you are standing inside, you see the the Sardats, Zolan Ulavestra, stepping out into the vice, uh, maybe wiping his hands with a uh, the towel, and he begins shouting questions at her that sound very far off, kind of like fuzzy and indistinct. But he slowly, methodically marches up the catwalk and steps right up over to her and crouches down and says, if you do not want to talk to me, know that we will find a place for you in Gulta, a deep, a dark place, and you will never see the light of the stars again. I have no use for trash, especially broken trash. He rises up and, and kicks her with such a force that you can feel it psychically when in your own shoulder as her arm dislocates and kind of hangs limply at her side in, in the handcuffs. The Sardat walks away and Sedona grits her teeth through the pain, stealing herself as she looks down the catwalk. Something catches her eye. It's 
a small scrap of metal, sort of like a, a casing or some burnt out slag. She moves the, the handcuffs down the, the metal pipe she's attached to and painfully in her good arm grasps the piece of metal and clutches it to her breast. It says the same name of her tiefling friend over and over again. Talara, Talara, Talara. And the vision ends as Sedona shakes it off, looking in her hand for this piece of metal scrap, but seeing that it is indeed empty. She then, along with you, when looks over to the necklace Talara wears around her neck, and she says, Talara, I, I had a vision, something that I repressed here weeks ago. That piece of metal around your neck, wh- where is that from? What what exactly is it? I, I wish I could tell you, I... I don't really know exactly where it came from. I've kind of always had it, but I mean, since I was a kid, I, I I'm afraid to. Um, I've never really shown this to anyone, but if you press a button on it and Talara uh, activates the device, mm. oh god, what what does it do? Um, it projects a hologram that um that shows a a pretty catastrophic um event like it's like camera shaking and it brings it brings pain to Talara even though she doesn't really understand or remember what it what it represents but she knows that it's it's some something from her childhood and it's the only the only form of memory that she has of of this event and she remembers nothing from before this I had a vision that I found it here in this room weeks ago what what does that mean that that can't be possible I mean I've had it on my around my neck. I showed it to you in Galta. Don't you remember? I don't really remember it. No, this this was somehow repressed until I saw the rune drive. It, is it possible that there's a duplicate of it? I mean, maybe there. Maybe I don't have the only one. I, I do not know, but I, I don't know what it would mean either if, if there was another. Um, she asked if, if she can like hold on to it for um, just a bit and like examine it. Yeah, Talara, somewhat reluctantly, I mean, she never takes this thing off, but mm-hmm. um, somewhat reluctantly hands it over to Sedona. Giving away your ability to roll crits right there. I'm calling oh, it no. now. No more crits for Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no answers to that yet. She she looks as perplexed as you. Um, what would you guys like to do? You've you've got you've got the rune drive ahead of you. You've kind of taken it over at the very least, but I don't really have much of a clue as to how it works yet. Two things. Mm. Actually, I would like to inspect the rune drive. I would like to inspect the personal data pad, and I'm going to need about a 20 minute sit down <laughs> just to to hang out and chill here. I just doesn't look great. <laughs> Old Aurelis. Oh, yeah. So, well, <laughs> I'm running low on spells, but I do have make whole which is a second level spell, um, which would help bring Ida's back. Um, um, you shouldn't burn a second level spell on this. Or it can help with mending. Is it a new, <laughs> I guess it is a new day for that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I rested. I, w- I, w- I would definitely take that. All right. It's only a D4, but here we go. Any little bit helps. Oh, Max, four. Max, Idis. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Talara and Idis are, are BFFs right now. Um, but uh, while Nikithi is doing that, I wanted to t- detect magic on the rune drive. Yeah, so you, you want to spend some time kind of examining it and, and taking a look. Um, so it definitely has... Um, well, I mean, several kind of auras of magic. They 
you, you don't detect anything like active right now, but it, it, it feels like like a magic aura that at one point was extremely strong, but maybe because this thing is so old has kind of dulled out over the ages. Um, while you're examining it, give me a mysticism check. See if right. you can figure out some some elements. There's definitely both technology and magic to this thing. That's a 28. Oh, pretty good. Okay. So um, you're, you're not too sure about like how it's put together, but you see what looks like in this like kind of metal alloy casing, um, little flecks of stone, like kind of like pebbles or, or shards of rock, uh, just uh, almost looks like seamlessly melded into the, the alloy of, of what this thing is made of. And you can tell though with that mysticism check that this is probably what you're detecting um, that is magical. They are no longer active, but uh, the, these old shards of rock are not stone, but are the burnt out remains of Aeon stones, uh, hmm. wh- what are often called dull gray Aeon stones once they've lost their, their magic capability. And you're, let's see, in addition to that, uh, pretty sure that, th- yeah, this would have been like maybe the power source um, like some other Islanti devices, like coursing magic into the the rune drive. Hmm. Interesting. Um, does anybody want to take a look at the Nikith? You said the the data pad. Oh yeah. Roll me a computer's check. You if you um, bring up the key card that Oliviana had on it and kind of like tap it to the the data pad. It bypasses like the first level of security protocols, which will give you a plus four this computer check. Uh, Nikithi grabs the data pad and walks over to Bumfuzzle and he he holds it out and he's like, want to see who can break into it first. (laughs) You're on! Yeah, it's it's the hacking... Oh gosh, dang it. (laughs) He rolls so much better than me. Yeah. Ooh, oh, I got him nah, this time. time. Oh, I got him this time. A 16 and versus a 17. And yeah, Nikiti edges you out a little bit. Bum fuzzle. But yeah, you guys can both get through this. That There does not seem to be any kind of major um, uh, tricks or traps on, on the data pad. Um, but yeah, it, it seems uh, like there's a lot of research here, including some notes from Oliviana. But uh, reading through them, and after taking a look at the device itself, you discover, indeed, the the power source of the rune drive was believed to be not just any old Aeon stones, but an Aeon stone of immense power. They believed that this, uh, this Islanti device is, was powered from a stone taken from the Aeon throne itself, the physical seat of power in the Star Empire. That that tracks because we read uh, back at the computer with Murgleburner uh, <laughs> about how uh, what was the what was the old woman's name? Erana? Correct, Emandrea. Emandrea. Yeah, she was given. She was given a stone from the throne itself. Uh, at first, I thought that might just be as like a reward for her work, but it seems mm-hmm. like that was what she used to power the device itself. As you guys are looking over this, maybe sharing it with the rest of the team, Sedona looks over and says, "If what they think is true, and we were to take this device, we we might be in trouble." I think that the throne and the rune drive are magically linked through that stone. And if we're not able to find some way to sever the magical connection, the Star Empire would be able to to track the device. 
and I'm sure would stop at nothing to claim it as their own. I mean, I would probably prefer the device be destroyed. I do not think any civilization should have access to this this drive. I mean, taking a look at it, it looks looks pretty sturdy. How would uh, how would you suggest destroying it? Uh, perhaps our season one characters have access to that big weapon thingy they have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, this. Thing... I mean, if you destroy the universe, this thing's gone with it. You know, <laughs> technically true. <laughs> Hacks. <laughs> what is this thing hooked up to right now? Is it hooked up to? The bolted to the floor, right? Yeah, it, like, it's it's got wires and cables going into this larger structure that you're you're standing in when you look at it. That are all like monitoring and collecting data from it. I'm just wondering, so, could we port this thing to Absalom Station and get some uh, Starfinder help with all of this? Just flood the place with. Hold on, hold on. So if if the power source is the Aeon Stones, maybe I'm missing something. If the power source is the Aeon Stones, but they are now gray and dead, they are no longer powering this thing. So what is it doing? Is it being provided power in some other way? Or like, what are they monitoring? It, it's still, you know, thrumming. It, it seems like it has, um, I mean, it still feels like active. Like it, when you get close to it, you don't even need to take magic. You can kind of feel like uh, a, a greasy aura around it as things go a little, little hazy. So there's... There's still something awake inside of it. The, all the the stones though, that you can see on at least the outside of the, the device are dull gray stones. So okay, so it may not be at full power, but it is still being powered in some way. Yeah, and looking at the notes um, from Oliviana, that's that's what they're one of the things that they're looking at in one of the the science labs is trying to find. Uh, ways to interface with it to uh to get it charged up uh, probably and, power dynamics right <laughs> probably probably the, the laboratory named power dynamics yeah <laughs> cool. uh, well if we're just spitballing ideas about what to do with this thing sorry to sorry to change the subject no, um same subject okay uh well uh, i doesn't happen often but i think i agree with nikiki on this one we shouldn't uh i don't know that anyone can really be trusted with this uh we gotta destroy it, but you know it looks like uh, you know we can't let any of it survive. I feel like because they might be able to reverse engineer some of this, and I think we gotta drop this thing into the nearest star and then make uh make like Absalom Pizza Hut and book it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I called it Absalom Pizza Hut, so no one's allowed to sue me. <laughs> uh, Sedona, you know, not to to poke holes in that, we'll say the the Islanti technology is far beyond our own. I do not even know if hiding it inside a sun will be sufficient. And, and, and will who will, said anything about hiding it? <laughs> well, I, will, melt, right? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna ionize this sucker. <laughs> well, if you want to take a look at it with engineering, you can uh, well, to see I if that will. is a, a possibility. All right, I'll climb up on top and I'll engineer the heck out of this guy. Uh, 23. Um, yeah, that is enough. And examining around the dull gray stones, what it's made out of. I mean, this metal or alloy that is serving at the, as, as the base of the device's casing is definitely something unheard of in modern engineering. Seems like super durable beyond anything that exists today. Um, besides, you know, it has a look of uh, an ancient kind of like stone 
rustic casing with the uh, the various bits of rock sticking out of it. But I mean, you can start <laughs> like chipping away at a corner of it, and nothing seems to be able to penetrate. Even if we do not know how to destroy it, the first step is just to well steal it. After we do that, we can figure out how to destroy it on our own time. <laughs> I, for one, am in favor of stealing and selling to the highest bidder. I mean, do we? <laughs> That's even the Islanti. <laughs> the Islanti have the most. Money. Other than the Islanti, oh, but I mean, the second highest you, bidder. You know, whoever's in the pact or oh, whatever, maybe the pirates. Oh, I have some friends, um, but. Uh, do we know that it's being weaponized? Is it a weapon? Is it for oh. faster travel? Like, do we know that purpose? From the ancient reports, yeah, it seems like it was for like instantaneous travel across vast distances. So something that's even beyond drift travel. I mean, that's not inherently evil. I mean, let's not jump to conclusions. That's if we can, for the what is it? Because that means no, they don't have. To she's not drifting. arguing about the Atlantis. She's saying, saying the technology the itself is not bad. Yeah, the technology isn't bad. Like, it, it, it's not something that we need to destroy. It's just that we don't want the Atlantis to have it because they'll use it for bad things because they're, <laughs> you know, bad people. But but if the technology gets out, it doesn't matter how long it it is in the world, as it is in the universe the Islantia will get their hands on it if it is reproduced. Sure, but that's how technology works. I mean, like, when, like, it, uh, I mean, I just want to make sure that the good guys have the technology, not just the bad guys. Like, but, you know but, what I'm but saying? The, but the good guys don't have access to an Aeon throne from the throne of the Aeon throne, so they'll never be able to reproduce or reuse it. Right, as but it, if we can sever that connection right. and find a way to make it independent of the Aeon throne, which is what it sounds like Sedona is suggesting, then yeah. why couldn't the technology be used by other parties? It's not I mean, only the Right now, you guys don't know, like, for a fact, as players or player characters, you know, what the the overarching kind of implications of this technology is going to be, because you don't have all the pieces of the puzzle that is the rune drive yet they have purposely divided up the the data here into three other labs that they've been conducting experiments in to see if they can indeed i mean maybe this thing doesn't work at all you know they've they've not been able to get it to work yeah and i guess that's all i'm saying is we need more information before we decide yeah we're gonna destroy it i mean that's not really like necessarily the only option that we have so it's, it's let's go find a, some more information a fun vote at the end of the season to see if, if we're uh if you guys do steal it if you're gonna destroy or uh employ start <laughs> it or keep it yeah what we will see um that's that's about it here um shall we continue on with some exploration of lower arelos uh, sure, but just to say it out loud, I'm burning two resolve points. Okay, I think you've used the most so far. Yeah, because you keep hitting Itis, and that's a great way to make me burn resolve points. Well, you know, Itis is right up in the, the higgledy-piggledy, so she's she's going to get hit every once in a while. Up in that higgledy-piggledy. Um, right, so you guys said you wanted next to go and look for what uh, you, you found in the Sardat's secret journal as an, uh, an area marked SV. And on the map that you were given, um, 
that you, that you hacked into of this level is in a location supposedly called the Scion's Vestry. Is that right? I thought it was Sudden Valley. <laughs> Sudden Valley? Is that a rest that was that, Yeah, that was, a, that was a hard one to turn down. <laughs> Sounds like a salad dressing. <laughs> So that sounds like a salad dressing, but like, what was what was the other part? Was other the other half of that joke? <laughs> like, this is like a salad dressing, but also maybe like I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> I'm just just guessing that's Arrested Development. Yes. Uh, yes. Talking about, okay. Good. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> good. Uh, that that is going to be here over to the west. <laughs> this area, and I will reveal it as you walk forward. The first thing you see as you continue on past the, the rune drive is a very large cordon off elevator shaft. And Nikithi, you knew this as the primary entrance to this level um, of the, the base uh, originally. But the shaft is now, you can see, cemented up. It looks like they've made it impassable. Um, in addition here, you find what looks like a small vehicle. Um, something that was not here during your time, Nikithi. And it looks like it's, you know, part like car, part like go-kart kind of thing that is used to maybe truck hazardous materials and, and people around the, the base. Sweet. Nikithi hops in it. Looks like it is. It's not working at the moment. It'll need some some time to an engineering check to repair it. Bum puzzle. Help me fix the go-kart, please. This All right. Uh, you take a look at it, Bumfuzzle. It's going to take between one and four hours to work mm, on. Ah, you, you sure this is a good idea, Nikithi? <laughs> How much? When's your birthday? <laughs> oh, no, did I write it down? Uh, I did not write it down. Right, uh, I'll, I'll make sure to find you a, a, a scoot buddy pop, for your birthday. I'll tell you what. Obviously, we'll steal it before we leave. Bumfuzzle. If you roll a natural 20 dripper on the engineering check, then you fix it beyond repair. Oh, man. No. Nope. Yeah. You you just go over and hit it like the fawns and it does nothing. It's like, I'm I'm tapped out. (laughs) I'm out of ideas. Tapped Uh, out indeed. Scooty Pope Jr. sucks. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Um... Looking at the map, at the the section you've downloaded from from the computer, the area marked Scion's Vestry should be on the south side from from this area um, of this east to west corridor um, heading towards the the field stability test lab. But as you look here, all you see is a a smooth alabaster wall. Um, Why don't you guys make me a perception check? All right, who is... Who has rolled the highest here? Uh, I think that's going to be Nikithi with a 27. Oh, thank goodness. Someone rolled high enough <laughs> to continue the adventure. Uh, <laughs> Nikithi, as you're you're walking along, um, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like anything's here until you find your, uh, your what, what's your arms called? They're not tentacles. They're... Uh, we call, I call them tendrils. Yeah, they, they kind of passed over a what feels like a panel, a slightly raised panel in the wall. And as you do, it, you know, kind of lights up. And the wall here in front of you kind of like pushes out into the hallway and then slides outwards and opens up another small little area here like this now. Ah, it is uh, a small work area, you know, no larger than um, 20 by 20 or so. Uh, a little machine shop in the, the back 
of some tools. And yeah, as you step down into this dimly lit room, the smell of incense hits you um, through the, the low dim light here. And you see what looks like an Islanti rug, a very fine rug in front of an altar behind which you see a holographic banner of a very fierce Islanti woman with a ethereal flowing dress. She has a hand kind of raised towards the heaven outstretched and in her palm. You see what looks like a, a glowing sigil of a seven-pointed star. There are some ornate candelabras here with red glow sticks in each of the corners of the room. And in the center, a holographic column of light shines on what looks like some metallic triangles, or maybe metal plates of some sort on a small raised stone tablet. Hmm. Can I investigate these uh, these metal plates? Mm-hmm. With what? Uh, perception, maybe? They are small. They are metallic. And okay. believe it or not, they are Islanti green. <laughs> ah, they are green. <laughs> yes. Can I, can I detect magic on the room? Um, these tablets, these little triangles are indeed magical. Um, make me a mysticism check. All right. I'm going to do it too. I would also I'll, like to do it. I'll, okay. I'll let everybody else do it. <laughs> yeah. They, they seem like they are some kind of magical armor piece, um, mm. maybe taken off of a, a larger device. And it looks like symbols of something that you saw way back at the beginning of the adventure aboard the Royal Venture in Perept Amandria's room. And as you're you're looking down at it, it, one of them has a symbol on it very similar to something carved into the side of Wind's trident. Oh, this is that armor that goes with the trident. We have the complete set now. <laughs> well, th- it's not a full set of armor in any way, Kate shape or form. It's just like, seems like some some pieces, some panels of it. Mm. Um, from your mysticism check as well, looking up at this holographic woman, it seems that this is a representation, the shrine um, of the Islanti goddess Lasala, the lawful evil patron saint of duty, fate, and obedience, also known as the Scion of the Seven, who was both an ancient deity, but one that is worshipped in the Islanti Empire today. It's kind of like the, the head of their spirituality. Besides that, there's there's nothing else here in this room. Is there any is there any check we can roll, like a culture check, to find out more about, what, like a clue about maybe where the rest of this is or what this is? Well, you read in the notes from the the Sardat that he said he was going to claim that the battle regalia, as as it was called in Aslanti, uh, for his own. And it seems like these are indeed pieces of that. Um, it looks like he perhaps took off some identifying marks. Is there some kind of Islanti like ritual or something uh, having to do with this god that we might know about from a culture check or something? Like, I mean, there there are several, but you know, most of them are just kind of like Islanti um, rites of of passage of you know. Um, boot licking or you know butt kissing as it were like up the the chain of command to to people that you're you're supposed to uh, genuflect in front of and things like that so this is the the saint of basically respecting your superiors i 
seeing the parts, it I think it is safe to assume that whatever modifications Sardat Zoltan Ulivestra wanted to make, he completed them and now wears the set himself. That it's fortunate. It's not Zoltan. <laughs> Zoltan, Zoltan now. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Where were you going, Oliviana, last week? Zoltana. 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 <laughs> Stop it, Tyler. <laughs> you're, you're ruining the game for everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I interrupted. Oh, I just I just think he's wearing it. So that's that's yeah. bad news for us. He's he's the Sardad is obviously wearing it, uh, and that sucks. So, and you're saying these are like cast off pieces of it that he didn't right. need anymore. Yeah, he, he didn't want to wear this symbol uh, for whatever reason because probably because he's a narcissist. He didn't want to wear this symbol around. Uh, he probably outfitted it with his own symbols. And oh, okay. So you think it's just the symbol that he didn't need, not the magical substance or whatever it provides to the armor. Okay. Yeah, make make me a, a, another culture check because I think you've got just about all the clues here um, together and, and we discovered some stuff from the computer last week as well that kind of ties into this. I think but that's got culture. I think because uh, Ad said something about how claiming this armor would be like a super big no-no in Islanti culture. So yep. if he kind of wore that symbol brazenly, they would just give him away immediately. Well, and not only that, but he has a track record of not really being a part of the empire exactly. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's a bit of a rebel. Yeah. From the notes, it seems, and, and the evidence you have here, that indeed uh, it, it's tantamount to, to tomb robbing, but he has defaced this like ancient battle dress uh, by taking off... Um, what seems to be Perept Amandrea's kind of like sigil, her house, and, um, you know, for whatever reason, um, might be passing it off as his own. Um, yeah. So some some pretty big no-nos, but it, it seems from his writings that he felt like this was, he was fated to have this this armor set along with the, the rune drive. So, Is there anything we can determine about the remaining pieces about what sort of abilities this suit of armor might have what sort of defenses what sort of weaknesses i mean it'll it'll be ancient and green <laughs> so you'll probably know it when you see it anything about the rune drive in here no 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 real computers or anything it looks like indeed just a small worship space um all right as you like walk by with sedona she does not convulse and fall into uh a um another psychic vision but she seems to like you know like sh- shake her head she's like I-, I feel like i've seen that before as well maybe during one of my interrogations here uh, i'm sorry can kaz take one of the pieces that bears the symbol of the original owner take them all they're you know like a uh, half a foot across or so on each side Oh, imagine that. Kaz likes his Lanty stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it could You like that color green, huh? It could <laughs> It could do us a favor if we can turn more of his soldiers against him. If we can prove that he is misusing this ancient piece of armor, it might uh, do us a favor in battle. Bro, you can just say you want to change your clothes, it's okay. <laughs> You do not need to justify wanting another one of your ex-girlfriend's trinkets to us. <laughs> Isn't she ancient? Yeah, she's, she's, 
I do not judge what age. <laughs> what human proclivities you all exhibit? Keithy doesn't age shame. I'm a I'm a I'm a giant slug man. There's no judgment. In Who cares culture. if she died thousands of years before you were born? I do not know the lifespan of you creatures. I mean, he totally does. He's a life scientist. He does. Yeah, I would hope so. He, he's a ribbon, so you know. Um. Right, so just about everything else here, you guys ready to continue onward? So which lab do we want to investigate first? Well, you are currently about uh, 30 feet away from the field stability um, ah, lab. So that yo, one. That Bingo. one. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you've already walked about halfway down that corridor, and okay. I've already prepared for that one uh, to be next. <laughs> <laughs> because we specifically so, told him which way we were going last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, but I, that was off air. I was... Oh, okay. <laughs> I know what Tyler's doing, but I thank you God so forbid. much. God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> so, the field stability lab right here. I'm going to reveal this is what you, you see on the map, and this is what you see as you walk in uh, it, it's a austere white walled chamber as you as you walk in it is eerily silent and in the center of it you see a very similar high-tech cylindrical chamber similar to the one that houses the rune drive like less than a, a hundred feet away oh that's that's a chamber that the rune drive is in not the rune drive itself yes the rune right. drive is a three okay. by three foot square uh, I, I, I was on the same impression Drew was. Completely messed that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I misunderstood that as well. Oh, who, who yeah. cares about the food drive? There's a Scooty Puff Junior again. Is this yeah. one working? If it's- yeah, we found we found your little <laughs> go kart. Yeah, this one is not working as well. <laughs> it's Dang also it. as broke as broke can be. Oh, but guys, there's a bathroom. Look at the west hand, west <laughs> western side. There's indeed a small plastic door there, and you can guess as to its nature as you walk in. Uh, but yeah, uh, else, uh, else while in this room, you see what seems to be, yeah, another one of these scientific chambers, a little smaller than the last one, uh, maybe, maybe uh, shorter, um, that houses the rune drive. There's a reactor on the eastern wall, kind of humming quietly. It doesn't seem to be under any strain, but you see no signs of scientists working here. It's empty. Kaz is suspicious and activates his new purple Aeon Stone shield. Thwom. A purple so- sheen, like a like a, a little kind of gossamer uh, sheet kind of like raises up in front of your armor. So, uh, these stairs are just sort of leading up to the side of the tank. Is that right? Yeah, as you walk around the side of this, there is a, a very ratchety set of metallic stairs leading up to a small embarkation area where it seems like a a large section of this device is open um, and you can and walk inside of it. I'm just going to stand on the door and peek inside. Oh, I'm sorry, the, uh, it's a little weird. The door is just like right here on the western side. Uh, inside okay. you see another area of the map. Boop. It's got its own little area over here. Uh, peeking inside, you see maybe uh, a small chamber that's inside this device, uh, 10, 15 foot across, uh, cables and, and links of pooled wire here kind of tacked to the walls and seem to be running south connecting to, uh, what seems to be a, like a, a cockpit of some sort. Um, hmm. you'll have to, you have to go in further. 
to to see what's inside. All right. Well, I never saw a cockpit I didn't like. That's that's the pilot way. Uh, what, what are the rest of you guys doing? It looks like Nikithi's coming with for science yeah, times. Come in. Uh, he's he's too curious. He can't help his curiosity. But to... there's two chairs here, Tyler. There's two chairs. <laughs> oh, there's not just two chairs. But you, as you, you're creeping up to them, uh, you see what look like limp figures kind of sitting in these chairs. See. Ooh. And as as you walk forward, you hear maybe some gears turning, some hydraulic pistons pumping. As rising from these two chairs are two figures, robotic figures in Aslanti paint, along with some yellow and black like crash test dummy painted sections. A uh, couple couple Aslanti robots here in the chairs, and they like have a massive. Aeon stone in the the middle of their their foreheads that starts to glow as they they scan you too and of course they say undesirable aliens detected elimination protocols enacted oh it's initiative roll time everybody oh no oh, see my guy there we go you guys gotta get a good look at this artwork yeah that's cool that was the artwork that we used I think on. Ex Machina. Uh, Ex Machina, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. These, I, I did use the same artwork during the Golta robot because it's really cool art. <laughs> I really enjoy them. It's very. Excuse me, Exit Mox- Machina. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. We didn't write the movie Ex Machina. <laughs> <laughs> there are no Aeon Guards in Alex Ex Machina. Garland. <laughs> All right, everyone's got their initiative in, and I'm going to roll as well. Oh, I've only rolled a 17 on the dice. What bad luck. Roll really high at the beginning of the episode. Bye, Nikithi. Oh, Nikithi will be fine. <laughs> words. Don't you have like 10 hit points, Tyler? Yeah. I have 38. Thank you. Okay. Uh, right, so we are in initiative turn order as these guys turn, looking at a goblin and a slug. Uh, gentlemen, and are ready to attack, but um, believe it or not, oh, spoilers, Bumfuzzle has rolled the highest in the initiative turn order. <laughs> oh my gosh, you rolled an 18 too on the dice. I hate you, Jabert. <laughs> Roll below yeah. 15 at some point in your life. I, I do it all the time when it's important for me to roll high. So I was about to say, remember when you played Andis and, and couldn't roll to save your life? Bumfuzzle <laughs> is the luckiest a uh, PC <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's just straight up luck. Um, let's see. Uh, can, uh, do I see what these guys sort of uh, seem to be armed with? I mean, I imagine they got oh, yeah. like big metal hands. Oh, um, make me uh, an engineering check to figure out what these bad boys are. Let's see. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> Come on, Jabert. <laughs> what are hey, you doing Nikithi. to me? Hey, Nikithi. You want to? Oh, you want to? You want to go get a go kart? <laughs> 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 20 on the engineering check. Natural 20. Yep. Oh, boy. So uh, 37 altogether. Uh, you have have not fought them in battle, but read about the Aslanti battle robots before. They are a fierce construct created of Aslanti programming. Um, you, with that roll, uh, is that just a 37, Jabert? Uh, I think a 37. I'm sorry. It's only a 37. Okay, so uh, you get to know four things about the, <laughs> the, the, the robot. Just four. All right, all right. Well, let's let's start with uh, with the offensive abilities. With 
defensive abilities. Oh boy. <laughs> so besides the huge disintegrator beam, like that is its right arm. Um, and uh, you're pretty sure it can do some melee combat as well. It has an offensive ability called self-destruct, which means it explodes when it uh, is destroyed. Oh, that's good to know. That's very, <laughs> very good to know. Uh, I guess. Um, oh, maybe... and I'm sorry. You, you also know that um, you can potentially disarm said uh, self-destruct feature with a full action that provokes an attack of opportunity with an engineering check. You, you're pretty sure you could just yank that correct wire out of the beast. But, but, but they, they also look like they uh, they got an arm for clobbering. Oh, yeah, they got that clobber and they got a clobber arm. They got a shooty arm. All right. They got two kinds of arms. All right. uh, Let's see. Uh, Thing two, let's say defensive abilities. Uh, No abilities, but special defense capability. Uh, They are magically inured with a spell resistance 17. Pretty, pretty low, but they are magically, magically fortified. And of course, construct immunities. I see. Right. Um, so no, like DR or anything like that. Uh, no. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I guess special abilities. Uh, there are. Uh, there are, are three other special abilities. You, um, one of which you kind of already know. It has a disintegrator beam. Mm-hmm. Um, self destruct. Uh, let's see. One's called embedded Aeon Stone, and the other is Lanty Programming. Which one would you like to know about? Let's. Let's say first one, then the other. Aslanti programming, you know that these things will not attack an Aslanti human. And embedded Aeon Stone in its forehead slotted into action uh, is an Aeon Stone. You're not terribly sure what these guys have, but you are pretty sure that while it is helpless pinned or unable to to move, that you can just pop it out. Okay, okay. Um... All right. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to let you know chin my communicator and say, "Guys, we could we, we could use some help in here." And then I'm going to see if we can't finagle a thing where you can get these guys pinned into the room, uh, uh, and stuck behind Kaz, <laughs> and like just try to like just try to bottle them up until we can figure out what to do with them. Um, and uh, and then I'm going to in the meantime I'm just going to shoot them in the head. Shoot him in the. I mean, not the head. I mean, I guess the the Aeon Stone to try to take my sonic pistol and try to knock that thing out of there. All right, so you're about I, uh, ten so feet I, away from from both of them. Do they do they look like they have very long arms? Not particularly. They're about six foot tall, though. They All right, posing droids. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna stand my ground here, because okay. um, I don't want to like just run back and have them like obliterate Nikithi behind <laughs> standing directly <laughs> behind me. I really want that to happen. So there you go. <laughs> I know. Well, he's taller than me, so I don't provide much cover, but I'm going to do what I can. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, uh, toss a, uh, like a, like a chisel up into the air. And then when it's sort of coming back down, uh, I'm going to shoot with my sonic, with my sonic pistol and try to like blast that thing in and like try to like wedge it in underneath the Aeon Stone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, All right. Yeah. Trick shots. Trick shot. Pew, pew. Trick attack, trick shot. Yep. Uh, we're going to go for... I'm going to go for off target this time, actually. Okay. Yeah. So, um... Oh, no. 
Oh no! Oh no! Oh, I should have jinxed you earlier. Oh no, my my luck ran out, Patrick. <laughs> what is this roll on the trick attack? Oh, CR three or lower. That's mm, that's not good enough. But you know what's even not good enough for? Not good enough. A natural one on the attack oh. roll. <laughs> we hate to see that to start the combat. Um, this is the longest turn ever because of you figuring out all the info about them and <laughs> us going into this critical fail. Uh, wait, reroll for book three. Oh. <gasps> I'm gonna do it. I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. Make is this, this one that we want to waste though for these guys that we? I might yeah. be able to just walk up and disarm. I'm doing it. Oh, it's pretty bad. Oh no! Oh, no! Oh, oh no! Seriously? I did way better on the trick attack. Legendary. Oh, did you roll two ones oh, in a row? Oh no! Oh no! I think that means I've got to use my picked out personalized <laughs> critical fail of the book because you, you you've rolled a one in four hundred chance with your sonic pistol and oh, energy. oh no weapon two. You guys. You guys help. Uh, <laughs> say hello to Kali Wobble. No. Nikithi won't leave you, boy. He'll stay right. He's going to stick with you through thick. I, I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> your gun explodes. Just hang in there, Bumpuzzle. Just stay awake. Don't close your eyes. Tell Kali Wampus I love him. <laughs> <laughs> we get out of here. Bomb puzzle now! <laughs> Go from like full health to like zero hit points just instantly. <laughs> I bet there's a card in there that just says, You die! You die! You're dead. Oh boy, it's, it's worse when Patrick's silent. Yeah. You know he's just <laughs> planning and looking. You can you can hear the, the gears turning through the microphone. I'm just looking through the entire Paizo deck of critical failures for which one that I want. I mean, technically, I could use alternate outcome, my once per day ability, to grant you another reroll. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> no, you cannot. Uh, one reroll per roll. There's no okay. stacking abilities. I'm putting the kibosh on that right now. <laughs> oh, boy. God, none of these are that bad at all. Go find a JJJ. <laughs> Why no, would I, you I suggest that, Tyler? Tyler? What what sort of masochistic player oh, are you? not going to do it. That's why I say it. <laughs> Technically, he'd be sadistic because he's Ow. trying to kill me. That's a good point. Good point. Tyler's trying to get me killed. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is bad. It's just not the, like, you have other uh, weapons on you. So the card is the energy critical fail effect. It's called spilled ammo. Uh, roll a d4 for me. Okay. Another one. <laughs> Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, proc. So oh. you drop four batteries or magazines on your person. Oh, God. <laughs> your fanny pack spills out. <laughs> right. Is, yeah, just batteries just sort of t- start tumbling out of I, my fanny pack. I yeah. got to say, because you rolled the four, that the one in your current gun falls as well. Unless you how many batteries do you have on you? Um, Let's see here. Is it all the batteries? I have... The, this also has so, an, some 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 batteries. I don't have more than four. I don't think. Okay, they're uh, they're on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not that bad because you have melee capabilities. The other extreme sonic <laughs> extreme blow is called shriek like a wounded squawks. <laughs> and I think your weapon is just like making like a really sad noise right now. 
that battery. Um, all foes gain a plus one bonus to attacks made against you for a round. That's not that bad. Oh, man. Okay. Um, That's the opposite of off-target. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, but good news, great news, uh, these two Islandi robots are next in the turn order. So. <laughs> good. Hey, you guys remember last week when uh, Jabert opened the first combat of the episode with a natural 20 and then we went around? <laughs> oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, everything, everything comes around. <laughs> Those were the good old days. <laughs> Um, actually, so one of them is just going to make a couple of ranged attacks with this beam rifle first. So, plum. That's got to be a line weapon. A what weapon? Is it a line weapon? Uh, n- you know, I was looking for it. It is. It's just called disintegrator beam. So, not line. But I've not rolled great on these dice. Um, what is your EAC? 20. Plus one for our critical fail here. Uh, I've I've rolled a four and an eight. Only the eight is a hit okay. on this, right? Yes. And this is indeed acid damage coming at you. Uh, uh, 15 points of acid damage from these two. This one's first attack. And this guy is going to move up to you and make a single uh, melee attack. Yeah, just a bludgeoning attack, and I've rolled 15 on the dice, so that is also a hit. Little, I think a little less damage for the melee. Well, it's only 1d8, but they add more to it, so that is 16 points of bludgeoning damage. So, a couple hits there, and that brings us to Drew Kaz. All right, Kaz is going to, uh, hearing the cries of his goblin compatriot, gonna move into this space, so let's see. So moving up the stairs, running up inside. The I think I can only chamber. get here for my first <laughs> move. A single move, Frank. Um, hmm. Are these spaces on the left and right spaces that I can stand in, or are those consoles? Yeah, they're they're kind of like half spaces, so you might be able to move through them. There's not really space to to hang out there. I'm I'm, the, I'm thinking more like here and here. To the side of Nikithi, there there's enough space to uh, to stand. You're you're kind of like right over some uh, some bulwark computer equipment. But all right, I'm gonna double move then and mm-hmm. just moving up behind Bumfuzzle. Yep, would have done Ooh. a cooler move if you hadn't moved up onto him. But there we go. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that brings us to Nikithi next. Run away! <laughs> <laughs> Nikithi's going to move into the back corner of this small room as physically far away as he can be just to try and give Bumples a room to retreat. And because I don't think I would really... I don't think I can really do much else. Itis is going to double move, however. Now, with her climbing claws, is there any way Itis can try and drop in anywhere into the same room as these... uh, As these... No, there's really just the single entrance, this this large open door. Yeah, I mean, like, through, through there, up onto the walls, and over them? Is that a possibility? I don't think it's too tight. Uh, climbing, like, on the ceiling is a, a potential uh, capability. If you want to get behind them, they would, of course, get the attacks of opportunity that you hear so much about the kids talking about. Uh, I might save that for with they move forward because there's just there's no they're in this really listeners they're in this really tight tight room yeah so there's just not a good place for her to position uh so 
Instead, it, let's have her move in. You use one uh, move action to get into the room, mm-hmm. and then do I have line of sight on the? I'm barely standing in the entryway into this tiny room. Do I have line of sight on the first battle droid? That is. Yep, they got uh, got that full cover you hear so much about, but yep, you can get a shot off. Yeah, why not? Who knows? Could be a good one. <laughs> Could be a one. Mm. Or a three. Hey, we're back to threes, guys. Yeah. Back to threes. <sighs> you can't beat a three. Um, all right, so you've moved. You've moved. Itis, Talara. No, Win is next in the turn order. Win. Oh, right. <laughs> the big old bear. Yeah, not a whole lot I can do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. How's he even getting in? <laughs> like, there's actually nothing I can do. I can't even get in there to, like, to, like be like, get him. Can, can you can you climb up onto this thing and look down into this room to do anything? No, you you can fit in this room in a there is a one ten foot square that is open <laughs> right now for uh, right. It, it looks like your your teammates finally have uh, made accommodations oh, for boy. for your your uh, hashtag oh. uh, thick with two C's. Boy, this is this is gonna be so great when when these guys explode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think that's going to take uh, full full action because you're going to have to squeeze through the door. Um, uh, but but you do have a standard. What would you like to do? Um, cats. Up to you. You are ten foot away from the one that meleeed Bumfuzzle. All right, then I'm going to attack the one that meleeed my goblin co-pilot. I'm imagining Nikithi just pressed up against the wall. That's a natural 20. Boy, oh Oh, my. I swear. This is not not good. Yes, it's a natural 20, but (laughs) we have not disarmed their self-destruct mechanism yet. Oh, that's true. I swear, if if you're the one who kills me, Miles, I swear. (laughs) They have more than 30 hit points. Miles, would you like a a card from Paizo deck? Yes. I'm going to go ahead and give uh, one of my favorite Patreon shoutouts. Let's roll a D6 here while I look this up. Um, This is from uh, Casper, uh, superfan Casper, who says, simply roll a D6 and ask the person who comes up how they're feeling. And uh, that's going to be Bumfuzzle, uh, a.k.a. Jabert. Jabert, how you doing? Not ideal, Patrick. Not ideal. (laughs) What? What are you talking about? (laughs) You're fine. You don't need batteries. I got my batteries all over the floor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't need them. <laughs> Useless, basically. Okay, so melee. The kinetic melee attack. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Uh, well, you're not using bullets, but <laughs> the the crit I've pulled is called Bullet with Your Name on It, <laughs> which sounds like a Rage Against Machine song. It does. <laughs> uh, the target is shaken for one round. Will negates. This is a fear effect. I don't believe they are. They have the capability of feeling fear, but... Regardless, there is an extreme blow, and it does apply because it's extreme piercing, and it's called right in the battery, which also seems very wow. apropos. Uh, one randomly determined piece of the target's equipment loses half its HP and gains the broken condition. Well, this isn't going to really do anything here either because they don't have equipment. It's all integrated. I will say their arms uh, are broken. I was about to say, let's go. Let's give you the capability of doing what uh, Bumfuzzle wasn't at the beginning of the turn and give this one off target. Because yeah. um, it does say it gains the broken condition. I don't know if if that would work for... I mean, they're basically all weapon. 
Um, but they're stunned for a round. Uh, oh, well, that is if you want to use the... No, what 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 are the two fusions that are on your trident? One is bright, I know. Yeah, one's bright and one is uh, <laughs> uh I do not remember. Legit time. I think it's the intimidate one if memory serves. Yes. So I, I will say you have the option of the card or using the critical effects that are on the weapon. Um it, it doesn't give the stun condition. I'm pretty sure it gives. Okay, so we'll just go with that then. The okay. broken condition thing. We'll give him off target this one here. So let me mark that on the PC. Now, talk to me about damage. What, what have you done damage-wise? Looks like 30. Okay, that is that is a healthy chunk of this one's uh, armor it being kind of pierced. You see maybe some some pistons spitting out steam and, and water here. Um, it, it's still fighting strong though, and it looks <laughs> like it's it's got a, a new favorite target. Um, great this crit. This is not level one, Drew. Hey, <laughs> great, great I crit. I, I, you never know with the crit. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I can tell you these guys are not getting taken down in a single hit. Uh, they are they are some of the best battle droids in the Islanti Empire, which means you're gonna need a Talar to help you take them down. Rebecca, you're next. All right, Talar is gonna go up the stairs, stand right next to Idis, mm-hmm. and uh, cast Shifting Surge on Idis. All right. And I think I'm gonna change her weapon to electricity damage. Mm. Why is with robots? Interesting. Interesting. I mean, uh, Jabert learned all about their defensive capabilities, and I don't think there was any weakness or resistance to electrical. So, sounds good. I don't. I don't believe you. Well, yes, there's there's definitely no uh, immunities to it. You did not ask about uh, weaknesses. Okay, so we don't know if they're resistant, but um, no, you do know it is definitely not resistant. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's a good call. Good call. Okay, so I'm going to go with electricity. Uh, that served us well in the past against robots, so Talara is going to go off of that experience. Um, and then uh, she's also going to shout to everyone, like, you guys know that these guys self-destruct, right? Like, <laughs> you might want to back away a bit. Just saying. There's not too much space to back away in. Uh, that's going to be turn one. Very long turn. Bumfuzzle back to you. I'm sure you just want to stand there and, and take some more some more shots, right? Um, so it's an engineering check to try to disable the, uh, the self-destruct. The self-destruct. It is a full round action to do oh, it. That's so good. I will say, though, uh, because you did th- this is one of the things you've figured out. Uh, this is only a DC 25 engineering. I can do this. I can do this. So it's up to you. So this is what you want to do. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, disable this guy's uh, uh, deconstruct. Or All da- right. Dis- boom, 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 zoom. Zoom, zoom. All right. Make that engineering check. 31. Oh my goodness. All, All right. right. All right, that's going to do. That's going to do. So you're just reaching into the the guts of this one uh, from the the massive hole that wind yeah, opened up in its but... side, and you're like, clink, and now you have a, a bomb in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, you've you've got the, the primer device. Right. Uh, so this one also, no boom boom. So I'll mark that on him. Um, excellent. And is that, uh, is that, uh, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Draw an attack of opportunity. Oh yes, I forgot. It does indeed. So yeah, no, no other attacks of opportunity were drawn this turn, which means a uh, punchy time. Uh, two on the dice, it misses. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> uh, of uh, lucky bum fuzzle, all right, coming up, beefers. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, this one is going to guarded step back away from you, and so we have a clear line of sight. This one that has moved away is going to is going to take a couple shots against a, a win. Uh, the one that nearly destroyed it, and this one's going to take a couple shots at you, bum fuzzle. Now they, there's nobody in its way. So first, two shots against win obstructed. An eight, nine, an eight. What is your EAC, uh, Miles? My EAC is uh, 21. Uh, those are two misses. <laughs> could, re- could use a roll above a 10. That would, that would help me out here. Uh, two against Bumfuzzle. Two shots against the Goblin. Oh my goodness, even... Oh, well, no. One of these is an eight and one is a six. I needed the plus one last time, which means without that this turn, that is a miss. Yes. Whoa, man. An eight eight and a six are my dice rolls. Okay, Drew, we're on to you, Kaz. So Kaz is going to just move up right here, getting all in uh, the the space uh, between all these fools. Yeah. And for the one that is uh, already uh, hurting, Hurting and and also diffused, he's Mm -hmm. going to hit with an entropic strike. Okay. Say 26 versus EAC. Oh, that's a hit. For 16 points of damage. All right. Some more on the board. It's still looking okay. It's still looking good to go. It, uh, It gets like pummeled in its side once again and looks at you and is like, Atlanta human detected. Protection protocol is enacted. Destroy all the other aliens. Uh, Nikiti, <laughs> that includes you. Tyler, your turn. Oh, I should have tried to grab the Aeon Stone out of its head. It's got to be helpless or like pinned in order to do that. So uh, not really to do well. Uh, can I just drop to the right of Kaz in that tiny corner? I will allow it, but potentially uh, oh, yeah. to uh, provoke a couple of... Uh, I'm, gonna pr- I'm, you're, I'm about to make your dream. Uh, Nikifi's going to go move over and overcharge, and I do not want to waste this uh, shifting surge. So Idis is going to run along the walls and then just drop, and we're going <laughs> to point-blank shot the one that win critted. <laughs> okay, well, Tyler, uh, just at the beginning of the episode, you were complaining about how much damage I just take. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to point out the hypocrisy here, but... Oh, but like, what am I going to do? Take minus a thousand for shooting through three PCs? I mean, it's like max minus four, but I will allow this because I want a couple more bites at the apple of hurting you all. So this is two attacks. This is both of their attacks of opportunity uh, until their next round. Uh, this also means that someone can disable a thing, maybe, without... Oh, wait, no, Cass is in the way. Two attacks coming at an Idis. I've rolled a 16 on the one that is a definite hit and a six on the other. What is this Idis's uh, KAC? Not good. It's a 19. Oh, yeah, that's a definite hit. So 2d8 coming at you. Be gentle. Very, very low on the damage dice here. This is uh, across these two hits, 26 points of damage. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just wham, wham. But the little drone that could is in position. It's uh, it's your turn to attack. Now we are shifted and we are overcharged. Time to get shifted. Let's thwomp, 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 thwomp. Oh, please be a good roll. Please be a good roll. Please be the best roll. 19 on the dice. Oh, yes. Super hit. There we go. Super hit. Super Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Uh, uh, Talara, how much extra damage does that give me? 2d6. And overcharge gives me an extra d6. So I'm rolling 3d6, an extra damage. Uh, I rolled a 5, a 3, and a (laughs) 4. So 12 extra damage, 19 from the shot, brings me to 41. Uh, 40? Oh, I'm sorry. 31. Wait. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 31. Okay, all right. 30, 31's a little more uh, I, I can deal with. A little got bit excited. More. I got excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I hate to say it. It is indeed weak to electricity because this one is yes! now, after this shot, nearly dead. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Wait, no, hold Great on. Great plays, hold. Rebecca. Great plays. Hold on. I can't do math. Uh-oh. No, this one's destroyed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even better. Oh, my God. That was, that was 46 points of damage, right? Uh, with the weakness, yeah. From I the think. single attack? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so it had already taken about that much damage. So destroyed, and you hear like a thwom, 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 and then a <laughs> sound from inside of it. Okay. That's a lot of fun. I was very excited about that capability to explode. But let's go on to win. Miles, back to you. Well, I can't move anywhere because all of my Mm. friends are in the way. Yes, there's now 15 feet between you and the the only remaining droid. Um, I guess I'll put get him on the droid. Get him. And all I can do right now. Okay, you reach out and uh, believe it or not, you're like, get the one remaining back guy. Uh, who needs guns? They're there for they're weaklings and not giant bears. Tyler. Um, let's see. Talara's next, Rebecca. All right. If I wanted to shoot my gun, would I need to move inside the room or can I shoot from here? Don't see you having uh, an angle on this one. Um, I'll say if you do want to shoot from there, it is... Yeah, actually, it's going to be full cover no matter what. So if you okay, so like no matter it, where yeah. I move. Yeah, you you barely can can get an angle on that guy, but you, you'd be able to do it from from uh, like right outside the door. Now testify, um, if you wanted to um, fish for a crit. So set another rage against the machine reference, Patrick. It's all episode long, Drew. Get with it. <laughs> I mean, I might as well fish for a crit, right? I mean, or yeah, yeah. I'll do you it. Have, uh, you have a shock weapon, right? So even better. I do. Oh, shoot. True. I forgot about that. True. Might oh, no. be helpful. Oh, no. <laughs> just, don't, right. just don't grit so much that it explodes in my face. That's all I ask. The 13. A miss. I am including the negative four on this, by the way. Okay. And a 12. <sighs> Worth a shot. Not going to do it. Um, that is turn two, turn three. Jabert, back with Bumfuzzle. All right. Uh, since this guy, I've already seen this thing take a whack at Itis. I'm going to scamper on in here. Oh, no, I forgot. <laughs> and uh, uh, and I'm going to uh, uh, 
pick up my pick up my uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? My chisel that's laying on the ground, <laughs> and I'm gonna jab it into this thing, sort of like knee gears, and sort of gum up the works so it can't dodge out of the way as easily. You foolish fool! You know that the slanty knees are the strongest part of their armor. Oh no! <laughs> Let's see what the uh, trick attack says. All right, flat-footed. Ooh, CR five or lower? Failure! You never go for the knees, ah. Jabert. Never. Uh, well, it is. Gosh, that would have been a ton of damage. Um, twenty-four on the attack. Oh, but that is a hit against KAC. Yeah. Um, and that's seven points of damage. Okay, so this is the first damage on this one. And, uh, okay, I'm just going to write this on a piece of paper. That's going to take us to their turn. This single robot left has got Bumfuzzle, Idis, and Kaz within its reach. But we know for a fact that it cannot and it will not hurt Master, a.k.a. any Aslanti human. Um, so I'm going to roll a dice, and it's uh, a one, two, three. It's going to mess up Idis. And a four, five, six, it's going for Bum Puzzle. One, two, three. Oh, Idis. Poor, poor Idis is getting double attacked. Uh, we're going to do oh. two, two slam attacks. Yes, two slam attacks. This could be bad. Oh, I've rolled very good and very bad. A three and a 19, so one hit, just oh. one. But max damage at 19 points bludgeoning. And that's its turn, Drew. We're back to you. Okay, so Kaz's gut instinct is to just attack this thing all out. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, can I order it to stand down? You have no clue what could potentially be its like command triggers, if there are any. Uh, so you're, you're not... Not too certain that you'd be able to do that in a in a combat sketch. It seems to be something deep seated in its programming, though not to uh, attack you. Bumfuzzle Idis, I apologize, but I must <laughs> do what I can to destroy this thing. Do what must, you gotta do, Brad. I must go all out this once. Forgive me, Master. <laughs> uh, two attacks. So, so is is uh, is Bumfuzzle Yoda in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fit the, the, the costume. <laughs> and does that also mean I get to ride around on your back while you do sweet flips? Yes, of course. <laughs> when I when I swing across a uh, swamp. Yes. Uh, that is a uh, 23. Is uh, Miles, is your getting plus one or plus two? Uh, plus one. Plus one. That's uh, 24 to hit. Oh, that's a hit. Uh, for 17 points of damage for this one. And attack the second. Bing-ba-boom-bam. Bing, bang, bang, bang. Uh, 22 to hit. Jeez Louise, two hits. For another 17 points of damage. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Okay, that, I guess that's the average of what you're, you're rolling there. Uh, well, that's, that's too much, Drew. Okay, this, this one's... Oh no, it's still fighting strong. I forgot. This is basically the, some of the first damage it's taken along with that bump fuzzle hit. Uh, so still strong. Nikithi, on to you. Uh, um, mm-hmm. You've got a bad position here right after it in the turn order. So it's got that sweet, sweet attack of opportunity back. It does. It really does. But, but you, you can guard its step out of there if you, can't, if you need to. Oh, I can not. No? <laughs> I am very stuck in this corner. You can't guard it. Step around corners. Oh, good call. Sorry. You're gonna need to have to move through. You can. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, she'd have to. Well, see, normally I would just attack and then move, but if I attack and kill it, it explodes. It is not bloodied yet, so... Oh, oh, okay. If if we still think this thing is fighting strong, then... It is yeah. indeed. Okay, well, let's do, an, uh, let's do an, uh, a swipe and move, we'll call it. And that's a natural one on the dice! Join in Bumfuzzle. Ooh, Lord, it goof him up town. Oh. <laughs> what, are, what are we doing here? Are we doing the Cosmic Crit Fail deck or Starfinder a fish, Tyler? We've been rocking a fish this episode, so let's just keep it rolling with a fish. A fish bringing out the Critical Fumble deck with the cute little goblin on the back. And this is a melee attack, right? Kinetic. A slashing melee attack. <sighs> Okay, so no extreme blow on this one. This is called Nasty Splinter. You take one damage, bypassing DR resistance, and take a minus one penalty to attacks and skill checks until healed. Pretty pretty rough. Pretty rough stuff. Uh, And Idis is going to provoke an attack of opportunity. mm -hmm. Hustles out. Yep. And attacking. A 13 on the dice is a hit. Ah. Slam into this drone as it leaves for 14 points of damage. I'm not pleased, but... Uh, Idis is still up, I imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, but she only has three legs now. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Okay. That gives you a sense of how much damage she has. Uh, and then Nikithi has an action. Um, you know what? He's going to use that action to try and put Harrying Fire on this uh, bad robo. Okay. Throw out a shot. See how it goes. Hopefully give somebody else a better chance at hitting. Uh, natural toot. Never mind. Pass. <laughs> Pass another one to win. Miles, how you doing? When it's going to move up mm-hmm. and take a hit with his trident. <laughs> take a hit or give a hit. <laughs> <laughs> give a hit, right? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, 23 to hit. Uh, through our friend here, that is still just a hit. All right, for 11 points of damage. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, now, this thing looks a little bloodied after that. Uh, that uh, I guess that's the fourth time it's been hit, uh, which brings us to Talara, Rebecca. Uh, I, I know it takes 10 minutes, but could I cast Mending on Idas? <laughs> uh, well, you already did, so... I can't do it again. You can only do it once per like rest, essentially. Yeah, once per day, I think. Yeah, yeah, once per day. That's right. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, once per day. Oh man. I would help out in the combat. <laughs> I just I, there's not a whole lot I can do. I mean, I can I can take another shot. Yeah, you you will regret. Don't ever. Do it. What? Do it. Fish for that twenty, Rebecca. It's, we it's all want to hear it. It's bloodied. It's, it's, it's. Yeah, I mean, I don't want him to. I, I'm gonna remind the group. Hey, that robot is looking pretty bad. Don't forget that it blows up if you kill it. This is where I want to get out of there. This is where Patrick is is goading you into attacking in order to make it explode on us. I, I, I think this is gonna go great. <laughs> All right, you guys have fun blowing yourselves up. Talara is gonna stand here at the doorway and watch. Boo! Oh, fuzzle onto you. All right, I'm yeah, I'm pulling. Now that I know where the uh, the detonator is, Boo. I'm gonna reach in there and grab that thing and yank it right out. You better roll yes. one. What do you get? Uh, Thirty-three. Son of a flame. Okay, go right in through the side the side gap and I tickle him just a little bit and I pull it out. 
Okay. Bring me those detonators. And it, it used its attack of opportunity already, which means it is its turn. Can attack our good friend Kaz, which means it's going for you, Bumfuzzle. It's going, oh, no. <laughs> going long and it's going hard. And it's going to um, double thwack. Um, try and punch you. Punch a punch you. Ooh, that's some really good rolling. Uh, an 18 and a 13. These are two hits. <laughs> two hits against the bums. And 33 points of damage. I'm going to lessen in injury on one of those. Oh, are you? Burning an RP? Yeah. Okay, so that's going to give you five points back, right? So 28 points of damage in total. How's Bumfuzzle doing? Um, Technically bloodied? <laughs> what is that? I mean, you've, you've, are you in hit points at all? Or? Yeah, I'm at, I'm at like half hit points. Ooh boy, um, that was that that took me from about like a quarter of my SP down to half my HP. <laughs> Oof. That's that's taken us to Drew Kaz. You are cleared. Bumfuzzle is covered in hydraulic fluid, grease, and has another detonator in his, his little goblin hand. You know what I'm gonna do? Two strikes. Two strikes. Here we go. Strike the first. That's going to be a 23 to hit. Hit. Son of a... Come Nin- on. 19 points of damage. Okay. Okay. I see how you, how it's going here. Teamwork. Strike the second. Natural 20. Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just rolling rocks. That Love timing. It. Love it. <laughs> uh, I believe that's going to be uh, 36 points of damage. You knocked my block off. <laughs> you just literally punched this robot's head across the room. It goes soaring. Thanks to our Patreon subscribers. Um, um, and particularly this time, thanks to Paul F., who says, Character PSA, don't let your soul be dragged down by gravity. Hey, I appreciate that as a longtime Gundam <sighs> fan. Thank you very much. And that's why it was yours, Drew, this time. Uh, that. It had, I think, exactly 19 hit points left, so much more <laughs> overkill than you needed. You were taking this thing out no matter what. <laughs> and we're out of combat. Uh, as, as, like, the second you knock its, its head off and you guys are, like, panting, breathing, you've been shot and stabbed here, um, your comms light up again. I feel fine. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I couldn't. I was not allowed to tech through. I hate so much. Uh, bum puzzle, bleeding, <laughs> panting, covered in hydraulic fluid. Nikiti, pass me that. Pass me that healing serum we got from that uh, that thing. Yeah, he tosses. Uh, and uh, what's a Mark II? Is that two? Mark II healing serum. It's two D eight. Three or three D eight? Three D eight. Two D. I think it's three D. I think you're right. Uh, I was right. right. Was I right initially? Three D eight. I think so. Uh, Let me I'm pop gonna, it up real quick. Yeah, Let let's double check before I do this cool roll. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm like five thousand percent sure. So <laughs> okay. even if even if I'm wrong, you get that extra D eight, Drew. You you earned it. Oh, son of a! That was the critical hit effect. I really wanted these things to explode, monster. Oh well, it's only eight HP back. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Sorry. That'll that'll do. That'll do. Thank you. <laughs> Some HP back, indeed. Um, you guys can collect yourself. I imagine you want to take a. A quick 10 minute break. Uh, yeah, uh, if that's possible. Why don't we, why don't we take a <laughs> quick, quick half 20. hour break? Yeah, why don't we take, take a quick 20? Yeah, I'm going to step out. I'm going to step out of the chamber and down the hallway to this little 
this little plastic door. So. <laughs> Take ten. Don't uh, don't come in here, guys. Uh, meanwhile, yeah, I'd be Kaz okay with an up. eight hour nap myself as a spellcaster. <laughs> yeah. uh, meanwhile, Kaz no, and Win are popping Aeon stones out of these robots. <laughs> uh, just a reminder, Rebecca, that is not how it works. You would have to wait like twenty four hours to get oh, spells my God. back. Spellcasters are the worst. Not Um, really in your cards right now, guys, because (laughs) as soon as, like, five minutes into this 10 minute break, Mulgerber opens up comms and is like, What's taking you guys so long? Are you okay? Come in. Uh, Hey there, Mulgerber. We're just, we're just fine. We're just, uh, just taking a little breather here. Bumfuzzle, are you answering comms while on the toilet? Can you please not? (laughs) I just like mute my. I just mute my mic real quick. (laughs) Making pickles up here. (laughs) God. (laughs) Toilet pickles. Toilet pickles. Get it. says like, "Well, come back with that data soon. I'm discovering more and more as I work on the rune drive. I've already found out one of its greatest secrets. What's that?" I mean, I have an idea. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Why I found out how to be continued. Oh. Oh. Next week. Oh, beans. We'll finish this bathroom break and 10 minute rest next time as you're, you've eliminated one of the three labs down here in Lower Orelos. That so is we gonna- still need to hack into the computer and stuff, right? Like, yeah. we've got some more investigating. That is true. Yep. That is true. Uh, here, there is indeed a little bit more, and we'll figure out what happens then next time. As we get back to Laura Relos. Uh, guys, thanks so much for playing with me. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you, Patrick. You. Appreciate it. That was fun, except for not exploding. I want to explode every episode. You know me, guys. <laughs> uh, maybe next time. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll put some more of these robots. I'll just scatter them around the facility. <laughs> just with, like, one hit point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, beep, beep, beep. Um, everyone out there, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. All right. Good night. Thanks, Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cosmic Crit. This episode has been made possible through a sponsorship with Roll20, and the backing of our Critamander fans on Patreon. Thanks again and have a great week.